0: Hello and welcome back to the Morning Story Podcast. My name is Cody Birch and I'd like to tell you a story. Today's story is called State 98 and it is one of the most important things that can happen if you go to high school in the fine state of Texas. In Texas, there's a religion basically that's called high school football. It's been popularized in movies like Friday Night Lights and TV shows. When I was in high school or college, there was a show called Varsity Blues, and it was about high schools in Texas and how competitive their football was. And I grew up in a huge school. The name of the school I went to is called Duncanville High School. And Duncanville High School called itself the City of Champions because they had won a lot of basketball championships and volleyball championships and band championships. But when I was in high school, they had never won a state championship in football, When I was a sophomore, I made varsity, which if you don't know the terminology, that just means you were allowed to play with the better squad. Below that is called junior varsity, which is a very common place to be and not a problem. If you're in 10th grade and you're on varsity, it means for me, it meant that I was big. I was above average size, as has been covered exhaustively on this podcast. And I didn't get a lot of playing time, but as a junior, I made varsity again. And now I had been moved to the position of center which there was a cheerleader friend that we had and she asked what position i was and i said i'm the guy in the middle with the ball and she said so you're the snapper so yeah basically i was the snapper people call it the center cheerleaders and in my high school called it the snapper that was my position again didn't play much my junior year i got some mop-up duty time if we were ever winning really big But as a junior, we went pretty deep into the playoffs in football, and we lost. I forget if it was the semis or the quarterfinals, but we didn't get all the way to the state championship finals. But there was something magical about our team uh, going into my senior year. Unfortunately, I didn't really like football. Uh, I didn't see where I fit in into the team, into the hierarchy. And so my junior year, spring of my junior year, we were getting ready for spring football practice and I actually went to my coach, who was the offensive coordinator, and I said, hey, I don't think I want to play anymore. I don't see where I fit into this scheme. I'm I'm, I'm a big guy, but I'm not, I wasn't 300 pounds. I was kind of lean, but tall. And I was on the offensive line and I just didn't have the traditional frame and didn't get as much playing time my junior year. And it was so busy and so hard. It felt like a full-time job when you go to a huge high school, which by the way, at the time, my my high school was one of the biggest in the country by square footage. It looked more like a small college campus. There were 5,000 students at my high school. My high school was so big that if you were a freshman, you went to a whole different campus. My ninth grade year, there were like 1,200 kids that were just ninth graders. It was huge. My kids' high school, now they go to a charter school. There's like couple hundred kids in the whole school there's not 1200 kids all in ninth grade and at the high school it was just enormous there were 10 different buildings and multiple parking lots this huge stadium for football we had an indoor stadium which I thought was normal I didn't know otherwise but it turns out a lot of people at least back then did not have an indoor practice facility as well the -the state-of-the-art weight room I feel like our stadium sat like 35,000 people or 30,000 people it was just this huge brick building and it was a big 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 deal back to me talking to my coach. His name was Coach Schreiber and said, hey man, I think I need to quit. I don't see where I fit in. And the coach gave me some hope, gave me some perspective, gave me an attaboy talk and said, I really want you to stick around. We'd like for you to be you know, big, a big part of our offensive line going into your senior year. And I decided to stay. I don't remember exactly why, but I decided to stay my senior year. Turns out my senior year, I was a starter. I got the starting position as the snapper, also known as the center on our high school team. And we were really good. We were really good. We did the thing where we got helmet stickers based on certain milestones. So if we won by a certain amount of points, you would get a little helmet sticker of our high school mascot was the Panthers. So you get this little Panther paw to put on your helmet. We would do these sticker award ceremonies. If the offensive line had a – we would get extra stickers. If we had a number of yards rushing, and we were just filling up our helmets with stickers because we didn't pass a whole lot, never had a lot of receiving yards, but we always had hundreds and hundreds of yards Running the football. And it was a lot of fun. Now, we didn't go undefeated. We lost two games our senior year. One was to our crosstown rival in the city of DeSoto. If you follow this at all, by the way, which probably just means you live in Texas and maybe you have kids that go to high school in Texas, Duncanville now. They've won the state championship two or three out of the last three or four years. They're kind of a a dynasty. DeSoto is another huge school right next to Duncanville. That's where my dad was a cop. They won their state championship as well. They're in a different division because they're a big school, but not quite as big as Duncanville. They just won last year. So now that part of the state is kind of a big football deal. But back in the late 90s, when I was in high school, it was not the case. So we lost to DeSoto, our crosstown rivals, and we lost to another team in our division, but we still made the playoffs. And the first playoff game was held at our big stadium. That's how I remember hearing that the capacity of our stadium was over 30,000 people because we completely sold it out because it was at our own stadium. So our whole city, all of the surrounding suburbs, and the team we were playing was also from the Dallas Metroplex. And so all of their team came and we had a great game. I remember we blew that team out. Next game, blew that team out. Next game, traveled down to Houston. We blew that team out. And we made it all the way to the state championship, which was hosted in San Antonio. And in that game, it was a close game. I wish there was better footage of it so I could show it to my kids back when dad was playing football and on a big stage because it was Texas high school football. It's kind of a big deal. And it's, there's some grainy YouTube videos out there of the 1998 Texas football state championship, but we got down by a couple of scores then in that game. I remember late in the game, a couple of things happened if you follow football at all. Uh, One of them was, uh, I never forget his name. His name was Nick Howard. He was number five. He returned a kick all the way for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, we're kind of back within the game. And then another play from the state championship game is the opposing team kicked off and it hit a dead spot in the turf. Usually a football will bounce and it'll roll and it's a little bit unpredictable. It goes left, right, forward, backwards, but it just kind of stopped. Now the rules of football are on a kickoff, whoever grabs the ball first, actually let me retract that, it was our kickoff, we were the kicking team, kicked it super high in the air, and then the ball just died, it didn't bounce at all. By the time the other team knew what was going on, this is a live football, whoever gets it first has possession of the ball and can go try to score again, they didn't move, and our team ran and grabbed the ball, they just froze, so now we have the ball again, and on a heavy rushing team, I remember we passed for a touchdown in that game to go ahead, At the end of that game, when the clock expired, the Duncanville Panthers, my team, won the state championship. And I remember seeing my parents up in the crowd. My wife, Christy, was also my girlfriend at the time. So she was there in the crowd with my parents. My aunt and uncle were there. My siblings were there. And at the time, when you're 18 years old, it's the coolest thing. It'd be like winning the Super Bowl or winning the Grammys or winning an Oscar or being elected president. There's no context for where does this fit into the grand scheme of what's really important. And what followed after that was a whirlwind of activity. According to the magazine, The Rolling Stone, they said we were the best football team in the country. And they sent out a team of reporters and photographers to do a photo shoot with our team. I remember we had to drive up and meet up in our Duncanville Panthers practice shorts, take off our shirts, which is good news for running backs, bad news for offensive linemen, and we met, uh, there was a fire team out there and they had their, their water truck and they made this enormous mud puddle and they made us roll around in the mud for a little bit and just get completely covered in mud and then go pose for this photo shoot that came out a few months later in the Rolling Stone magazine. It was actually a centerfold. It was where the staples were in the, in the magazine. If you got that issue of May 1999 and opened it up to the crease, that was where the Duncanville Panthers allegedly, according to the Rolling Stone, the number one team in the country. We also were on a cereal box. We got these huge gaudy gold rings. We were all over the news. It was just amazing. And even though I I was definitely a starter, but I wasn't the best player on the team by any stretch, but it was a lot of fun looking back in high school. Now, this story ends by us being in my early 30s. I remember sitting at an office space at a time I had a more traditional desk job. And we were hanging out, watching TV after work one day. There's about six of us, all guys. And somebody said hey what was like the coolest thing you've ever done and person by person we went around the room and one guy said won a tennis championship in high school one guy said he won the basketball state championship in high school i said i won the football state championship at high school and it hit me that all of the highlights of our life were things that we had done in the past and i wasn't happy at that job and that set me on a course to eventually quit that job and become an entrepreneur believing that the best days are ahead of me so there's a bonus lesson for you today to think about the best days being something that is out in front of you, not behind you. But that's my story as it relates to becoming a Texas high school state champ, the state 98 of state 1998. That was a chant that we rode all the way to graduating later, a few months later. And it was a lot of fun, fun memory to look back on. And uh, now there's been much more fun things that have happened in my life. But at the time it felt like I was on top of the world. So my prompt for you today is what was a time that you were publicly recognized for something that was really hard? What lesson did you learn? In my case, you know, I I wanted to quit, didn't see how I fit in. Then I decided to stay and then we actually won state and it's really a cherished memory that I have. It was really fun. But think back to a time where you worked really hard for something and success seemed really unlikely, but it happened and you were recognized publicly for that. Go out and share your story with someone today and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Morning Story Podcast. If you'd like more story ideas, go to 202storyideas.com. That's 202storyideas.com. And if you'd like to get better at storytelling so you make more sales, go to storymagnetworkshop.com. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being part of my story.